What's up, everyone, and welcome to Mike Check. I'm your host, Mike Velasquez, and this is the podcast where we talk about all things fitness, wellness, rehab, and more importantly, the constant pursuit of knowing better in order to do better for the people that we serve. Now, without further ado, let's dive into today's episode. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Mike Check. I'm your host, Mike Velasquez, and today I'm honored uh, to have Cam Clouser uh, on the show with me today. How's it going, Cam? Hey, Mike. How you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing well. How's, uh, how's the week been so far for you? Uh, not bad. You know, just going through some online school, some clinic stuff, dealing with uh, improving our services over at Barbell and the rehab side. So, Awesome. Awesome. I'm sure they're keeping you busy over there. <laughs> Trying to. <laughs> yeah. Um, awesome. So um, I know I was first introduced to you through the Level Up Initiative, which I'm sure we'll touch on a little bit later. Oh, yeah. um, for any of the, the listeners um, on my show here that aren't familiar with you, if you don't mind just kind of giving us a general background information on kind of who you are, what you do, and then we'll go from there. Yeah. Uh, so my name is, uh, as Mike said, Cameron Clouser. Um, basically a little background on myself, just education wise. Uh, I have a bachelor's of science in physical education with a concentration in exercise science, uh, from old dominion university up in uh, Virginia. Um, I'm currently in a doctor of chiropractic program at Sherman college chiropractic down in South Carolina. And, uh, I am a pain and rehab intern for barbell medicine. So awesome. And, uh, so you went to school for, uh, physical education. Mm-hmm. Well, so at, at Old Dominion, it's technically a uh, subcategory okay. of the physical education, uh, but it was essentially exercise science. So, yeah. Awesome. So when you went to Old Dominion, what was the kind of plan originally? Like, did you want to, uh, like, what did you want to do with that degree? So actually it was PT school. Um, okay. uh, I also wanted to go to the beach. Uh, so Old Dominion's over in Norfolk, which is basically right beside Virginia Beach. Um, and, uh, they actually have a really, I think it's like top 30, uh, physical therapy programs in the country. Um, and it was just one of the places I was like, you know, I can go to the beach. I can try to get into PT school. Uh, and it's just a win-win across the board. Um, so yeah, I mean, that was my main reason for picking old dominion. Plus I got a little money. So <laughs> cool. Yeah. That always helps. <laughs> um, so originally wanted to go to PT school was, uh, what was the reasoning behind that? Was it just something that was that you were interested in? Did you have previous experience with that? Uh, so that kind of goes back to uh, basically my injuries in high school. Um, so I've actually had some pretty uh, legit injuries when I was playing football in high school, which was, wow, quite a while ago now. Um, it's kind of weird to say, honestly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I guess that's around eight or nine years ago. Um, so then I think junior year of, uh, high school, I actually got some nerve damage from a swollen spinal cord and, uh, stretching of my brachial plexus on the left side. I ended up getting like eight stingers in a week. And then, uh, on Friday night when I was playing, I got one where I couldn't move my arm. Um, and I just, just basically my arm was limp, uh, for a day. And then, um, so I ended up going to get some x-rays and like stuff like that, some neurological testing for that. Um, cause I was having like numbness and issues like that for quite a while afterwards, loss of strength. Um, and I still remember sitting there when the doctor said, Hey, you can't do anything for a month. 
Um, I looked at my dad and I just like broke down in tears because as a 17 year old kid, who wants to play football and then your season's over with, we're in the playoffs. I didn't get to play in the playoffs. Um, he was like, Hey, like you can't even, uh, like run. He's like, you got to walk on a treadmill or any surface that's soft. He's like any jolting. He's like, that's, we're just not allowing that for a month. So, um, dealt with that for a while. Uh, I actually only went to PT for that like twice. Um, but the guy I went to was, uh, he was a really young guy, uh, about my age now, probably similar, like, you know, our, like our age range. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, he, the big thing for him was just, he just talked to me, um, you know, as a 17 year old kid, who's kind of lost their identity, you know, play football, you're in a football town, everyone wants to be on the football team. Um, you just kind of like, don't know what to do. And so I think I got more out of him talking to me than I did out of like actual PT. And I think that's kind of why I didn't really go back. Cause I was like, Oh, I can do this on my, like by myself. Like he gave me some exercises. I ended up just kind of moving out and then, um, just going to the gym and trying to figure it out on my own, um, which worked out pretty well. Um, but, uh, I think him talking to me really made a difference in how I handled it. Um, and then also, so I actually got to play again the next year. Uh, I just had to do a few equipment changes. Um, and then the next year in my senior year, I actually fractured my left knee. Um, and I was out for six weeks, uh, no weight or anything. Um, so that one was quite interesting. It was the first week of games. I got hit on the left side of my knee. Um, I, it hurt obviously. Um, so I sat out the second half of the game, got to practice on Monday. I was like, coach, it still hurts. And, uh, he was like, well, go ahead and just run around the field, you know, stay (laughs) active, keep your cardio. Uh, Tuesday came around coach it still hurts. Like, like, I don't know what to do. And, uh, he was like, just keep running. And so, (laughs) you know, just football coaches like run it off, run it off. It's (laughs) fine. Um, (laughs) And, uh, so then I got, I was like, Hey, I was like, I think I need to go somewhere. So, uh, our athletic trainer was really close with some radiologists. So he, uh, he got me in for x-rays on Wednesday and, uh, I actually fractured the tibial plateau of my left knee. Um, and so they were like, I like walked back into the field house on crutches same day. And my coach just looked at me like wide eyed. He was like, Oh my gosh, like what happened? And I was like, well, turns out I fractured my knee and he was just like oh no (laughs) (laughs) so uh I was on crutches for six weeks uh no weight like all non-weight bearing and then week seven I was back on the field um like nothing ever happened Uh, it was quite the uh change to come back after six weeks of no activity except for upper body lifting um but yeah I mean that's kind of like why I wanted to go to PT school, you know, I saw like the, uh, how injuries affected people. You know, I started to kind of get an idea. Like I said, I had that really good experience, even though I didn't really do like a ton of PT with him. Um, you know, he really kind of like opened my eyes like, Oh, this is something I'd be interested in. Cause I, I liked lifting. I liked talking with people. Um, and then just to kind of reinforce that I actually hurt my back freshman and sophomore year of at, at ODU. And, uh, I went to PT there, which, you know, now looking back on it, you know, they did a lot of traction and like tens unit and stuff like that, which, you know, isn't something that I would necessarily do with my own thing. But, 
you know, I really enjoyed talking with them. Um, you got to see a lot of athletes. Uh, I ended up shadowing there as well. And they were the athlete PT. So okay. we saw a lot of athletes. Um, that was something that kind of made me like reinforce my decision to go like the rehab route. Okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's kind of like how I got into wanting to go into PT. It's quite a long winded response, but you know. <laughs> yeah, no, no, absolutely. I feel like that's, you know, pretty common story as far as like, you know, maybe with the, not the, the number or history of injuries that, that you had to, you know, unfortunately go through, but you know, a lot of people in my class, you know, had, you know, an injury in high school, they ended up going to physical therapy school, uh, to physical therapy for, I myself had a shoulder injury that required me to go to physical therapy. And that's how I kind of realized that's the route I wanted to take. Um, so what kind of, uh, cause now you had mentioned that you're in Cairo school. Um, you know, when did that kind of change happen? You know, what, uh, brought about that decision to change course? Uh, so that was kind of after I graduated, I was still kind of, I, I actually graduated early cause in high school, I took a lot of, uh, like, uh, dual enrollment classes. So I had a lot of college credits going yeah. in. Um, so I got to graduate a few months early. And so I had kind of a break and, uh, I was still kind of applying to schools. Um, and so now that I'm in Cairo school, it's when I was applying, you know, I was just really like scared. And I, I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Like I have a few months to figure this out. Like I haven't gotten any, um, like letters out yet. Um, and so basically I applied to Sherman, uh, and a college called life down in Georgia, which is probably the most well-known chiropractic school. Um, the only reason I didn't go to life probably is because we couldn't find my fiance a job and I didn't want to move down there without her having a job. Um, so then my dad actually lives 30 minutes from the school I'm at now. So I was able to stay there, save some money. Um, it just kind of worked out a little better situation wise. Um, but you know, I was scared. Um, I was a 21 year old, I think at the time I had no idea like what was the next move I was working. Um, I actually got to work with a at-home neurological um, issue patient for like, I was basically like his primary caretaker for four months. He was a 24 year old that dove into a pool and shattered his C6 vertebra. And so he was paralyzed from the neck down essentially. Um, And it was really cool to be able to see like, like I would basically like help him with workouts. So we'd, I'd take him to PT, OT, you know, the whole nine yards. Um, and then that kind of reinforced my rehab thing as well, because, you know, that was, he was like two years older than me at the time and paralyzed from the waist down. Like I was having to cook for him and everything. And it was, it was a really interesting experience um, that ended up kind of like propelling me into just kind of like, okay, this is what I want to do rehab Mm -hmm. wise. Now, like I said, I was scared. So like my fiance's parents are actually both uh, chiropractors in our hometown. Oh, cool. Um, You know, they're a little more old school. Uh, They've been in practice for 30 years. I think, I think maybe more than that now. Um, So they're, they're definitely old school chiropractors. Um, But, you know, I'm also at a school that is, the most philosophical old school chiropractic school that you can go to, <laughs> you know, it's, uh, you know, that the, the school that claims, you know, the increase like immune system. And, you know, I've, I've seen a few of your posts about that kind of stuff, you know, so I know, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, and it's interesting because I can't even do anything that I really want to do here. Um, in clinic, you know, I can't do any rehab exercises. Like I, if I suggest physical activity, I get reamed. Like they're like questioning me left and right. Like, why are you suggesting this? Like, where's your evidence to back it up? And I was like, well, here it is. Like, um, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I got that. <laughs> yeah. I got that unlocked. Don't worry about it. Um, and then, um, it's just, it's just interesting to see uh, like how that works. Um, and, you know, like looking back at like my rash decision to quickly get into school because I just wanted to move on with my life. Um, you know, there's probably some things I would change, but you know, now that I'm almost done, I graduate in geez, five months now. Okay. Uh, so December. So yeah, it's getting there. Um, but you know, after three years, uh, I've definitely learned to, uh, let's say handle the bullshit. Um, hope that's okay that I say that. Yeah. So, yeah, <laughs> I'm <all good> <laughs> uh, yeah. It's uh, I definitely deal with a lot of that on a daily basis. Um, you know, I've talked with Mike a few times. He went to the same school um, just a few years before me. Um, and he can definitely relate to the stuff that goes on. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was really just more of a rash decision. I could get in real fast with Cairo. Um, and I was saving a bunch of money cause I didn't have to pay for my own housing. So, and I got to see my dad. So, yeah. there you go. <laughs> uh, so just, uh, for the, for, yeah, I know we've kind of discussed, um, this a little bit just when you were, um, when we got to work together f- with, uh, level up, um, mm-hmm. but for those that, you know, aren't aware, um, kind of what is the general, you know, curriculum for perhaps a Cairo school look like, or is it different, you know, depending on where you are, um, you know, what does that's, that curriculum look like? That's probably a good question. I don't actually know what other schools curriculum looks like. Um, but you know, or like what PT curriculum looks like. I know you guys have a lot more rehab classes probably. Um, like obviously. Um, but we have a lot of, um, I want to say we have a lot, you know, in quotation marks, um, a lot of hours technically in our program for, you know, histology and, pathophysiology and immunology and, you know that's where the the stuff that we were talking about earlier you know people claim this kind of stuff um, but we don't have like the amount of hours that you need and that focused to be able to claim those kind of things um, we have our active rehab classes we have our passive rehab classes uh, we have our rehab theory you know it's like a you start with rehab theory you go to passive and then you go into active which is basically a bunch of medicine ball exercises with occasional TheraBand stuff. Um, and then like we have our um, like microbiology, like all that kind of stuff. We have all of our technique classes, you know, there's like a billion techniques you can do in chiropractic. So like, you know, adjustment wise. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, we, I think we have a, over a year of learning multiple techniques I think it's like close to like 300 or something like that. Like you can adjust a thoracic with a single hand contact or you can do it with two hands or you can do it with your thumb. Like, you know, it's just a billion things that you learn that, I mean, obviously like I'm not going to do a ton of them or most of them ever, but it's, it's a lot of that. It's a lot of sciences. Um, our part one board is all sciences. Um, and then part two is pretty similar. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, 
I don't know if you guys have as much science, like, you know, like, I mean, I don't want to like say that obviously without knowing, but, um, we do have a lot of, just because we're like technically like primary care, like you can come to us without having referrals, um, like all the time. So they try to, you know, give us that curriculum. Mm -hmm. Like if we need to diagnose something, like obviously we can't fully diagnose it, but we need to be able to recognize it to get you out to somebody who can, Mm -hmm. um, which I mean, I know PTs have that ability as well, but they really try to push it pretty hard for chiropractic because they ran it. They took the idea, like we're primary care and we're going to run with it. Mm -hmm. So like they started including all that in our curriculum. Um, yeah so yeah i don't know because i I don't remember the exact year that most programs now are are doctoral programs um and you know most states have direct access where you know patients can come see us without a physician's referral so it might have been probably when that transition went from like a master's to a doctorate that Mm -hmm. i want to guess that maybe i don't know what the like i said i don't i'm not 100 percent sure what the curriculum was before that but like we definitely yeah. have like differential diagnosis and you know mm-hmm. besides like our you know basic anatomy classes we take like um you know a patho class and yeah. all that stuff so um we definitely just because we do have to recognize when something you know would warrant a referral out or something like that because a lot of things can present as musculoskeletal um so just making sure that we're not missing anything there. Um, one of the things that you brought up, so you have to take, so for us, uh, we typically, you know, we graduate from uh, PT school and then, you know, we have to take our board exam, but just one, but mm-hmm. it sounds like you have to take more than one board exam. Yeah. So we actually, so it's technically broken up into four parts, but there's a fifth part as well. Um, so part one, you take, uh, I want to say I took that eighth quarter, um, so after you finish all the basic sciences in the curriculum, then you're allowed to take part one. Now you don't have to take it in eighth quarter. If you don't want to, you can wait till you graduate and try to take them all within that six months before your loans hit. Okay. But you know, that's way too stressful. I'd yeah. rather take it during <laughs> school. Like, um, so yeah, part one's basic, basically after all your basic sciences are done, you know, anatomy, like, uh, histology and like all that kind of stuff. Um, and then part two is taken, oof, what did I take part two? I think I took part two 10th quarter, so about six months later. Um, I think we had to finish like a technique class or something before we could take that one. There was something on it that like they wouldn't let us take it till we finished one of the classes. Um, so that was about six months later. Um, and like I said, you don't have to take it. It's just most people take it while they're in school so Mm -hmm. they can hit the ground running. Um, I actually just took part three, um, two weeks ago. Um, I was supposed to take it way back in like February or March. Um, but that was all when COVID-19 stuff hit and everyone was canceling everything. Um, they couldn't accommodate fast enough. So this one I just took, it's normally online. This one was actually a paper test. Um, and we had to wear a mask the whole time. Um, and it was in two parts. Uh, whereas part one and part two are actually six parts. Uh-huh. So part one is six tests and then part two is six tests. And then, um, part three is, I think it's 55 multiple choice and 10 vignette questions or like five vignette questions on the first half. And then you come back like 30 minutes later, take another 55 and five vignette questions. So basically like cascading in nature. Yeah. So like the first part, 
then the second part kind of deals with the first part and then so on and so on. Um, and then part four is the, the big one. You know, if you don't pass part four, you can't do anything. Um, so that one is actually the, uh, like hands-on. Uh, so that's like, okay, let's test your clinical knowledge. Now, um, we have to go through and like do a case history with somebody. We have an ortho station. Uh, we have like a exam station. Um, then there's also, I think it's like an adjustment or like technique setup station. Cause you know, that's involved with everything. Um, and then I think there's like one or two other ones. I can't remember exactly what the other ones are. It might be like a DDX station. So like they yep. give us like a little like vignette and we have to come up with like four DDXs and justify it. And like, if we to run more tests, like yada, 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 like stuff like that. Um, so yeah, that's part four. I think I take that in November, like a week before my wedding. If hopefully we're still going to have the wedding, we've already rescheduled it once, but um, so that one's like a week before in November. And then PT. Uh, so we actually do have a physical therapy board for chiropractic. Um, and some states require it. Some states don't. Uh, South Carolina does not require it. Um, I think we're looking at Virginia for where I'm going to end up. So I don't know if Virginia requires it or not. Um, but I took it anyways because yeah. I want those privileges if I do need them, which I'm going to need them. Um so yeah, I mean that's so basically you have part one, part two, part three, part four, um, and you can take PT with part three. So I actually took part three and PT in the same weekend. So, so what does that what does that PT part look like? Uh, it's cake essentially. It's uh, basically our rehab classes thrown into a ninety question test. Um, I mean, it was I'm not gonna lie to you, it was very easy. So, <laughs> so <laughs> like, is that just like more of like? an exercise based thing or I wouldn't even say it had a lot of exercise in it. Um, I was expecting it. I think it had a lot more like, okay, like if you're going to do this, like what modality would you use? Oh, laser. Oh, perfect. Laser for everything. Laser, 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 fixes <laughs> everything. apparently. Um, so yeah, I'd probably say it's a lot of like passive stuff. Wonderful. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <Great>. <laughs> but I think there was like, not even 10% of the test was based on like exercise, uh, which hurts, but you know, that's kind of where we're at right now yeah. with chiropractic. So it's, it's a very interesting time. Like you have people like Mike, um, you have people like, like what I want to do. Um, there's a, there's a few others, but it's, it's very old world in the chiropractic everything's going to be fixed. You don't have to worry about it. <laughs> I just, I just can't buy into that. Um, it's like, I really struggle like with people who are just banking on that for the rest of their lives. Um, and then going to preach that to the, I don't probably the thousands of patients they're going to see. So, yeah. Yeah. So at what point, cause I, you know, we can kind of, you know, get the sense that, you know, there's kind of the typical, you know, kind of old school way of doing things in, in chiropractics. And, you know, w at what point kind of for you did, 
you know, question marks start going up as far as like, mm, like, you know, you started kind of just kind of that critical thinking bell was going off in your head saying like, is it really how it works? And, you know, how did that come about for you? <laughs> so it's actually a very, uh, interesting moment. Um, so as you know, I mean, I'm with Barbell. Um, I, I just got their internship at the beginning of the year. Um, but I've been essentially associated with them since undergrad. So I've known Austin. He's been my coach for, oof, I think it's going on five years now. I, that I can't remember exactly when I started with him. Um, but, um, I actually knew Austin in undergrad while he was still at EVMS in uh, Norfolk um, before he moved to San Antonio to be a full-time internist. Um, and <laughs> I think it was in my first year, he, we were talking about something and he goes, if you ever diagnose a, uh, <laughs> a left rotated vertebra, he's like, I'm going to disown you. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, it's a, it's, it was, it was, that was kind of like, Oh, like, okay. I, that's not what I'm learning at school. He's like, well, yeah, you're not going to learn. That's the, not the thing to do at school. Cause that's what you're going to school for. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Holy shit. I was like, okay, well now I need to kind of step back and figure this out. Like, I was like, so what do I was like, what do I need to do? And, you know, I started getting connected with Mike because when I saw that a chiropractor was talking with Austin, I was like blown away. Cause like we didn't have, we didn't have Mike on staff when I first talked to Mike the first time, my first question to him was like, Hey, what technique do you practice? And he looked, he just like responded. He was like, what do you mean? What technique do I practice? I was like, do you do like, we, so we have like diversified, like Thompson drop kind of stuff like that. And I was like, yeah, I was like, do you do like diversified? Are you like an upper cervical guy? Cause I was still within like the first like three quarters. Okay. And <laughs> he was like, I don't do any of that. I was like, <laughs> I was like, I was like, what do you mean? I was like, how do you practice then? He's like, um, I'm like a movement based, like everything's exercise based. He's like, I don't do any manipulations or anything like that. And I was like, I was like, what? I was like, you can do that. And he was like, yeah. He's like, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> so it was kind of like a, one of those just like a light bulb came off when I talked to Mike about that and he just kind of set me straight, like real fast. Um, and then when Austin said that one thing that set me straight even faster, cause you know, I respect Austin, uh, so much. Um, like I said, I've known him for since undergrad. Um, he's one of my, what I would consider one of my mentors. Um, so he's been a huge influence on, you know, pursuing like higher education, um, and trying to, weed out the bullshit that is the rehab world and just honestly in the coaching world too. Cause you know, there's a lot of bullshit out oh, there yeah. as well. Um, so yeah, was, I'd probably say, oh man, I don't, well, I don't remember what the question was there. I kind of got off on a tangent there. What was the, just to get what point did that, you know, that, you know, what moment did you start questioning kind of what was being taught oh, to you in school? That yeah. Sort of stuff? Yeah. So I'd probably say it was like a combo of those two things. And I started like really, like okay well let's figure out what i need to do here then mm-hmm. um the worst part is i can't even do any of it in clinic right now um i have to you know get through all the red tape and like i can't even take anybody through rehab exercises in my clinic so it's it's very interesting like on the outside i'm like okay i really want to do this like i can do this with you and i'm probably one of your better people to do it with and 
in clinic, they're like, nope, you can't do that. We don't even have an exercise room in our clinic, which is mind blowing to me, but, um, that's how old school we are. Um, so, you know, I have to deal with that quite often, but yeah, that's probably when I started kind of realizing like, okay, uh, let's figure this out. Like I need to do something here. Um, so it'd probably been over a year now that I really had that revelation to kind of move on and figure out what I need to do. So, so, I mean, I can imagine, like, I kind of had this, you know, moment of like, it's like an existential crisis, like in school when you're just like, then what the hell am I here for? Like, you know, what am I I learning? So like, you know, I know how frustrated kind of, I was, especially when I was like studying for my board exam, reading some of the things that I had to know from my board exam. So like, did you go through, like, did you have similar moments where you're like, why, like, why am I even learning this? Like, how did you deal with, you know, how are you still kind of dealing with that? Um, you know, still being in school and, and being taught some of the things that you know that, you know, maybe, you know, research, you know, kind of points in, in an opposite direction or, you know, wanting to be more movement based, um, kind of how do you still kind of kind of keep yourself, you know, I guess, motivated to kind of do the things that you need to do to, to get your degree and, and continue on and finally do things the way you want to do them eventually? Yeah, that's that's like a really good question. Um, and if you asked a few of my classmates who know me really well, um, you know, I have a few classmates who are more understanding of where I'm coming from. Uh, they look to me for those questions and stuff like that. Um, I, I really hold like hold my tongue a lot. Um, and I just kind of keep my head down and look for the bigger picture. Um, it's like, I know even on boards, like I'm going to have to, do certain things to get through here so that I can say, hi, I'm Dr. Clouser. What can I do for you today? Um, and I think that's the biggest thing for me, um, is understanding that there is an end game here. Um, and it's getting that doctor in front of your name and, you know, that may bring people who respect you more and maybe people for me, you know, there's probably a lot of people who can be, well, you're a chiropractor. And I'm like, okay, why don't you sit down and talk with me? And then we can really talk about like what your views are because just because you think I'm a chiropractor doesn't necessarily mean I'm the chiropractor you think I am. Mm-hmm. Um, because you know, a lot of people have bad experiences and you know, I, a lot of people have bad experiences with PT. A lot of people have bad experiences with a lot of things. Like it's not like it's just us, but like, you know, I see a lot of people, they're like, Oh, well you're a chiropractor. So what are you going to do for me? And I was like, well, you know, if, what's, what's going on? And they're like, when back hurts. So it's like, well, what are you doing here? And like, they tell me about like their training. Cause it's like, I'm, I'm in a gym. I love lifting. Uh, you probably like, obviously you know that, but, um, I'm in a gym and they're like, well, man, like my back hurts. I haven't been able to deadlift in like six months. And they're like, but like, all like, you're just going to manipulate. Right. And I was like, well, I can talk to you right here in the gym. I can give you some advice to figure out what you want to do. They're like, what, you can do that? I'm like, yeah, I can do that. It's, it's not like, like I free reign to essentially do what I need to do in order to get you better. Like that's the only thing I can't do is give you a shot and prescribe you medicine. Like, yeah. <laughs> like um, so yeah, I mean, that's, that's kind of the, like the thing with that right there. It's, I just, I just know that eventually I'm going to be able to do what I want to do and I just have to keep my head down. Um, 
I think a few of my teachers know that I'm not really like one to challenge like my teachers because it's, I know it's going to go nowhere. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm just not willing to put in the effort for that when I can just sit here, relax and then, okay, well, I still passed your class with an A so you can, it's whatever at this point, like I did your game. Let's have fun now. So yeah, Yeah, that was actually going to be like one of my next questions was like, if you ever, like, did you ever make an attempt to to challenge anything? Like, did you kind of try, you know, once and then kind of, you're like, yeah, that's not worth my time. Or was it just kind of like, I don't even want to start this, you know, open this box. Yeah, it's here. It's, I would just say it's just really not worth the time. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, it's, it'd be more stress than I would want it to be. Um, like, I already have enough on my plate with having to deal with all the red tape I have to get through anyways. Um, so... Like I had one, like my rehab teacher was probably the most up to date in terms of movement, but you know, he still did the myofascial release stuff, the ART, the scraping, oh, big storm coming in. (laughs) (laughs) Um, He still did all that stuff. And, you know, there's research to back it up, you know, ultrasound, you should do it at this sound wave or like for this long on this duty cycle, like, and he's like, well, then the research says it's like, it's effective. And I like... I the person I sat beside knows me really, really well. And uh, she just looks at me and goes, she's like, you hate this, don't you? I was like, yeah, I, I, I hate every second of this. <laughs> so like, it's, uh, you know, I have the few people who look at me when somebody says something and they know on the inside, yeah, I'm dying. Yeah, you're dying yeah. so, <laughs> like my face, like gets red and I'm just like trying not to like say something like rocking back and forth yep. in my chair. Like, <laughs> so yeah, I mean, it's, and then there's a few that I just, uh, it would be like literally talking to a brick wall. Like the the rehab professor would be open to hearing things, yeah. but some of them I would literally just be talking to a wall. Like, and I could do that for ten years, and it would never change anything. Yeah. So it's I hate to say that, but that's just what it is. Like yeah. <laughs> they're just not really open to other opinions. Yeah. So, so and you kind of touched on this a little bit, and where as far as like you know talking to someone that, you know, maybe is having some pain with deadlifting and, you know, they're kind of surprised by just your ability to kind of ask them, you know, about their training history and things like that. So, you know, I kind of deal with, you know, in the, you know, PT world that, you know, we kind of have some similar problems. Like some people do a lot of, you know, manual therapy, a little more mm-hmm. passive modalities and things like that. So sometimes people come in with these expectations of what's going to be done to them or what physical therapy is. Um, and I feel like, you know, just with my, experience of like kind of what I imagine even, you know, chiropractic to be like, how do you deal with, you know, people's expectations coming in and expecting, you know, to just get manipulated and and that sort of thing? Like, how do you address that um, with some of the patients that you uh, interact with? So in clinic, I have to do that. Um, I have to manipulate. There's no way around it. Um, That's the only thing I'm technically allowed to do for care in our clinic outside of recommending, um, you know, physical activity, which I can't even supervise. Like there's someone that I would love to give supervised activity to. Like I would be like help her be able to be more, more stable on her feet. And I can't, like, I I recommend it, but I know she doesn't do any of it besides body weight stuff. And I know if we could just figure out a way to load, like, you know, it would just be a a game changer for her. Mm -hmm. Like I can't do it because I know she's not going to go pay for a personal trainer or I know she's not going to go 
pay to do PT because it costs $15 to come to my clinic. So it's like, it's a very low entry level. Um, and you know, I, I really, most of our appointments are talking. Mm-hmm. Like I talked to her for 30 minutes and I'm probably one of the few people that she talks to, especially someone as young as I am compared to how old she is. Cause she's like 74. So, I mean, she probably doesn't interact with a 25 year old that often. So, I mean, she gets to come in, talk to me, get away from her husband for a little bit. And, you know, she gets a lot out of that, but I just, I wish we could do more. And that's kind of like my issue is, you know, you have to define physical therapy for some people. And then basically if I were to look at it in my own practice and somebody came in, well, you know, the last chiropractor I went to just did this. And Mike always says, define your terms, you know, like, well, what is like, like, what is chiropractic? And, you know, like, what is PT? Like, you know, like everyone has their own definition, like that's fine. Or like, you know, their own idea of what like that profession does. But like, if you look at it and say, okay, so you're, you have a term and a narrative from somebody who's a manipulator. They manipulate only, they only do like adjustments or anything like that. Um, or, you know, they have like somebody from PT who only does passive modalities, like ultrasound traction, like all that kind of stuff. Well, then you come to somebody in the PT world or the chiropractic world who's a movement-based. And that's a whole paradigm shift for somebody because they're like, well, I've only had passive work done. Well, if you, like, if you come into my clinic, I, we're going to work. You know, you're going to have a built environment that you create in your clinic that is built around, hey, you walk in, you know you're going to work today. Like, I don't care if it's for 15 minutes. If that's all you can handle, I, like, I want you to work. Um, so I think it really comes down to like defining the terms with them to start because they need to understand I'm not the same person that you went to 15 years ago for this problem. Like I'm here to, like, I'm not here to fix it for you. You have to fix this. Um, and I think that's one of the biggest things that I, I do see some changes happening in the PT world, in the chiropractic world. You know, we have some students down at, uh, I think it's Palmer college of chiropractic in Florida, we're very forward thinking. Um, you know, they've written a few papers calling out uh, old school chiropractic, which is great. Um, good for them for being able to do that. Um, I think that's what it needs um, because all the people who have been in practice for 20, 30, 40 years are still holding on and they're just like, no, this is what we do. Mm-hmm. Like, um, so I think, you know, with a younger generation coming up, like we have to be able to say like, uh, let's really sit back and reevaluate this. Um, like we can be very helpful with somebody just by getting them to follow physical activity guidelines. But, you know, I don't necessarily want to see somebody for the rest of their life. I, yeah. Just, I mean, I'm just being honest with you. Like, yeah, no, I, I agree. I mean, like I know you as a PT, you don't want to see somebody for the rest of their life. You come in once a week for the rest of your life. Wow. You were relying on me to fix your problems at that point. Like that is exactly what that is. I don't care what anybody says. Um, so I really want like, okay, let's, let me teach you the tools so that you can do this. If you end up having another issue down the road that you're just lost at, you know, you use the tools I taught you and then now you're still lost. It's not helping. Come on back. Let's figure out something else that we can do for you because maybe it's just, you need somebody to talk to, you know, some authority figure to say, no, you're going down the right path. 
It's just, you need to be more patient with the process. And I just feel like, you know, everyone wants a quick fix nowadays. And that's one of the hardest things to get past somebody in their mind mentally. Hey, this isn't a quick fix. I hate to say it. It's just not. And when you, I think if you really sit down and explain that to somebody, they understand, but it's going to take some time to say like, okay, you know, you might have to come in once a week for, you know, six to eight weeks. That's okay. After that, let's see if we can figure out a way to get you to do it on your own. And then, Hey, if you want to come back in in two months and check in with me, cool, that's fine. Like if you have another issue come up and you don't know how to handle it after I taught you these strategies, let's find some more strategies or let's figure out why this one isn't working for you nowadays. So, I mean, I think that's probably the approach that I would go with, with that. Um, yeah. I mean, that's, yeah, absolutely. I, I kind of wholeheartedly agree with you. What you just yeah. said, as far as, you know, definitely, you know, I'm not trying to see anyone for the rest of their life. You know, I, I hopefully will give them the tools that they need to be able to, if they deal with a similar you know, experience down the road where hopefully they learned enough with me that they can manage that on their own. But, you know, if not, like you were saying, if they just kind of feel lost and they need to come back in, then absolutely like more than willing to help them. But I just, you know, don't want them to feel like they have to see me anytime they deal with any little nagging issue. Um, so yeah, I definitely agree with that. Um, you know, in terms of, you know, what the future holds, you know, for you, as far as you, so, you know, is that kind of like, having your own place and doing kind of things the way that you want to do it or what, you know, what does that kind of look like? Yeah, I have a lot of decisions here in the next few months. Um, so I could search, you know, every nook and cranny of the chiropractic associate world for somebody who's going to do at least something similar to what I want. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm still more than likely going to have to do some stuff that I don't want to do, or I can, take the risk and open up my own place and do things the way I want to do, uh, what I know is what I consider best. Um, and it's, it's one of those decisions like right now, like I, I don't know, like it's, it's, that's kind of a daunting task at the moment and it's quite scary, but I mean, just realistically, I, I really don't know what's next. Um, I don't have a lot of time to figure it out, but, you know, I've made, uh, I've made decisions that got me where I am today. And, you know, I'm pretty happy with where I am at the moment. Um, so hopefully they just keep moving forward, but it's like, I mean, I essentially could open up a clinic with all my equipment that I own. It's just getting the capital to create Mm -hmm. and pay the bills for a few months as I'm starting up. I mean, I got a squat rack, I got a squat stand. I got, I don't know, close to 1500 pounds of plates, like four or five bars. Like I'm, I'm set. Like I, I, I have a clinic. <laughs> um, it's just getting a physical location. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's like, I really don't know what's going on in the next few months. Uh, I have a lot of thinking to do. Uh, it'll also be kind of dependent on where my fiance wants to go. Um, you know, after nine years, you kind of learn to understand and we're going to go kind of where she needs to go to get a job and help her out. So, yeah. Well, I definitely think, uh, you know, your, you know, your heart's in the right place as far as kind of, you know, you have some, some strong values in terms of the way you want to do things. And, um, you know, I think, I definitely think that you've done a good job of, you know, surrounding yourself with, you know, the right people, you know, especially being part of it, you know, the barbell medicine team. Um, cause I, I, you know, 
learn, continue to learn so much from, from, from you guys in terms of the content you guys put out. Um, but I know kind of one of the other things that we touched on was kind of like shaping maybe like the future generation, right. Of like the rehab professional. Mm -hmm. So kind of talk to me about how you heard about level up and kind of what that experience was like for you. So level up, you know, Zach and Steph are doing great things over there. Um, super awesome people. Um, you know, obviously I met you through level up. You were my mentor. Uh, that was what, three, three months ago is when we finished that up. Yeah. I mean, it's, it hasn't been long. Um, that was a good four months, you know, I learned a lot. I always had those PowerPoints and videos that they provided. Uh, and then we always had those monthly calls mm -hmm. that we got to bounce ideas off each other. You know, our group was really good. I really enjoyed our group. Um, I hope your group is doing good now. Cause I'm, cause you're a mentor right now as well. Yep. Right? Yep. We just had our first icebreaker call and it seems like a, a group, a good group so far. So I'm excited. Awesome. Awesome. Like I said, uh, you know, they got some big shoes to fill it cause you guys were, <laughs> you, guys were you guys were awesome. So good make yeah. them work for it yeah <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so i uh i found level up i think i think it was through mike um you know i get a lot of stuff through mike so and uh amato so the other mike mike yeah. and mike um because amato was a uh mentor um and then mike is pretty as he's associated like mm -hmm. you know he talks in the group and stuff like that um so i think that's how i ended up finding it uh and then, uh, I don't know if you know, Melanie Hudson, Yep, uh, she's a PT just graduated recently. Um, I think she was a mentor at one point and I was talking to her about it occasionally. Um, so I applied for the, obviously the guided mentorship. Um, and they, they just really created a community over there, which is great. Like the Facebook page, if you're not on the Facebook page, and you're listening, like get on the Facebook page. Um, there's some really like bright individuals on that page yeah, for sure. um, who are asking the tough questions and willing to find out whether their thought process is right or wrong. Mm -hmm. And it's okay for them to be like, Hey, no, you need to improve this. And they're like, okay, like that's what I needed to know. Um, so, I mean, just the community they're creating, um, you know, our group had a really good, like, thought process. It was a lot, it, we had a lot of different ideas about how things would be done. Um, and then, I mean, obviously they're still putting out content constantly. There's that summit. I think it's September 18th and 19th or yeah, the 18th, week. 18th through the 20th. Yeah. It's like the whole weekend. Um, they transitioned it online. Um, going to have some great speakers. Oh yeah. Uh, I mean, Mike's one of the speakers as well. So, um, I know overall, like they're just really trying to improve the clinicians coming in and even the clinicians who are in practice right now. Like, I mean, even if you're in practice, they can still be very, very beneficial to you because like, I mean, you're in practice. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, and you're one of the mentors, like you probably learn stuff constantly and you know, that's what it's about. Like if you're not improving your education, even when you're in practice, like there's something wrong there because you learn the base knowledge in school, then you got to improve on it. Uh, like outside of it, you got to right. talk to people, you got to make those connections. You got to become friends with people who are going to challenge you, um, who are going to ask you the hard questions and make you actually think about it. Um, because that's the only way you're going to grow as a clinician, only way you're going to grow as a person. Um, and I feel like level up does a good job of really starting that process for a lot of people because a lot of people aren't presented with that information. 
Um, yeah, it's true. And it's just, it's a pretty laid back, simple way of doing it too. You know, I mean, they just had a happy hour on Friday night. It was like over a hundred people on yeah, the there call. Yeah, there was like, good, like 115 people there. It yeah. Was pretty sweet. And I mean, that was some of the brightest minds right there. I mean, there was a lot of really smart people on those calls and you guys were just talking. Like, I mean, I wasn't on it, but I saw all the community on it. And I was like, wow. I was like, there's a lot of like really smart individuals on these calls. And you're building that relationship, which is huge. So Level Up, I think, did a great job with that. Yeah. Well, I'm definitely, you know, glad that you were a part of the group again. Kind of just having you, you know, a lot of people think, I think, see Level Up and they think it's just kind of, uh, you know, I think, it, it, you know, it's definitely more kind of biased towards like physical therapists that are a part mm-hmm. of it or physical therapy students. But, you yeah. know, I have, you know, in this cohort, um, I actually have another Cairo student. I think he actually does. Really? Go, uh, Palmer um, down in down in Florida. Um, That's awesome. Uh, again, having that perspective of just another field, you know, just on that happy hour that you kind of just touched on, you know, in one of the small breakout sessions, um, there's an occupational therapist that was uh, oh, wow. going through it. So it, it's really cool to see these different Perfect. kind of professions just coming in. And and I think that's what it's all about is just trying to, you know, less kind of turf war between like, you know, PT versus Cairo versus OT. Like, you know, we yes. just, we're all trying to, we're all trying to help people at the end of the day. It shouldn't be like, a gang war of like whose you know profession is better or anything like that so um, I love kind of seeing kind of more fields um, become a part of that mm-hmm. um, you know one of the questions you know I know we've been talking for a little while but something that kind of I always get and I definitely was interested in kind of seeing if, if you get it too is that you know patients always come in and you know they ask me um, you know, what do you think about chiropractic? You know, do you, you know, should I go to Cairo? Like, um, you know, what, what's your opinion about it? Um, and I kind of fall into the same thing with, you know, there's good and bad in every profession, blah, blah, blah. And I kind of just take the side of, listen, like at the end of the day, whether it's me or whether it's someone else, like just go, if you're going to go to chiropractic, that's absolutely fine, but definitely do like your research and due diligence mm-hmm. and kind yes. of make sure that you're, finding someone that isn't going to make you reliant on going to them for the rest of your life of like, you know, you need to come back every week, you know, for like the rest of your life, because that's just not going to do you any good. Um, so like, do you get that question? Is it like a similar question to you? Is anyone ever be like, Hey, what do you think of physical therapy when when they come in or, um, I'm not gonna lie. Like I saw that question. I was like, wow. I was like, I don't think I've ever got that question. And so like, I like really had to sit down and like, think about it. I was like, like, what do I think of physical therapy? And like, I think it comes down to what you want to get out of physical therapy. Um, if you want to go in and get past the things like given to you and you're like, Oh man, I hope I get better. Or if you want to go in and work and you want to find out ways that you can fix it yourself uh, down the road or, you know, maybe mitigate any like flare ups or anything like that then you're going to find the person who's going to help you with that. Um, Physical therapy can be very productive or it can be very counterproductive. Like I said, depending on where you go. Mm -hmm. Um, And also whether you get into a factory, like, you know, I say that term, but um, if you're just going to a factory PT or a factory Cairo, then you're just a number and Mm -hmm. I'm not going to lie. They just don't care because at the end of the day, your insurance is paying like crazy for you to be there and they know that and so it's just i can't say anybody in my clinic has asked me about pt um 
but I like, I, I think it really just comes down to like, well, I would have to ask them, well, what do you think of PT? Um, because I can't really answer in my opinion correctly until I know what their thought of PT is. Because if I openly challenge them immediately, then that's going to be a little interesting conversation to have. And, you know, like, that's okay. Like, you know, it's good to challenge people, but if you come in and immediately go against what they've been supplied or what they think something is like, it can be a very uphill battle after oh, yeah. that and building that relationship back. Um, so, I mean, like what I think of PT basically depending on where you go, um, it can be a very, very helpful, helpful, uh, profession. I mean, obviously you see good, good PTs who are putting in great work, providing content to where you never have to step foot in their office unless you're just at like wits end. Um, and it's just PT. Like the biggest thing is the physical aspect of it for me is physical therapy. Mm -hmm. You have to be physical in your therapy. Like you have to be able to willing to put in, like you have to be willing to put in the work. And if you're not at a PT office, go somewhere else. Like I'll say that straight up. I don't care what anybody says. Like if you're not putting in work when you go to PT, I'm sorry, you probably need to go somewhere else. And I would probably assume you would agree with that statement. Um, I don't want to put words in your mouth though. Um, I wholeheartedly agree. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So yeah, I mean, it's, that's a tough one. Like I I can't really give you like a straight answer on that. I'm just really never get the question. Yeah. That that was just, uh, you know, kind of curious, but you know, I think what you said to kind of, it comes down to kind of defining the terms, right. Of like, you know, well, what do you think PT is? Right. Or, um, and that's interesting. I guess I've never kind of thought about that when I've answered that question of, you know, what's their, um, view of, of what, you know, what do you think Cairo, Cairo is like, you know, what are you expecting from that? Um, so that's interesting. I, I might have to, uh, kind of spin it around on, on that question next time I get it. Um, make them think a little bit. Yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> But, you know, like at the end of the day, you know, I know Mike, who you've alluded to a lot is for anyone that doesn't know is Michael Ray of um, mm-hmm. Barber Medicine. But, um, you know, he I know he's not big on on titles and things like that. But, you know, <laughs> at the end of the day, you know, he is, you know, he has his uh, doctor of chiropractic and, you know, he's someone that I, you know, follow kind of a lot of the information that he puts out. He's probably one of the people that I look to, you know, in terms of you know, any of, you know, the, the research and especially, you know, at Cal U, I'm look, really looking forward to, you know, I've he- heard him speak, you know, I went to the uh, pain and rehab seminar in Boston when they had it and his lectures were incredible. And I'm looking forward to his talk on low back pain that he's going to do at, at Cal U. Um, so, you know, and again, he's, you know, I'm a PT, he's a Cairo, but at the end of the day, you know, I think we're kind of after the same thing as we're just trying to do better for people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a la Barbell Medicine, just no silly bullshit, right? Um, <laughs> exactly. But, but awesome, Cam. I really appreciate you taking the time. I know you have, uh, you know, a lot of a lot of things going on. Um, but I just, uh, you know, kind of wanted to 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 learn, you know, chat a little bit more with you. Um, you know, we got to chat somewhat in the, in our small groups, um, you know, with Level Up. But uh, I really enjoyed, you know, I kind of, you know, I learned a lot that I didn't really know about, you know, Cairo School and things like that in general, and. Um, I really appreciate you taking the time out of your day to, to hop on with me today. 
I appreciate you inviting me on. It's my first podcast, so yeah. pretty excited. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> um, well, all right, everyone. Thank you again for tuning in to another episode of Mic Check. Please make sure to subscribe and leave a review if you haven't already. If you'd like to learn more from Cam, you can check him out on Instagram at Cam underscore Barbell Medicine, or you can email him at Cameron at Barbell But that'll do it for today's episode. I'll see you again next time.